not going safe. It's not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today for another Sunday special. I call this one the State of the Union, where we sit down with some fellow podcasters and we talk wrestling, the good, the bad, definitely the ugly. Please help me welcome my two brothers from another mother from Clark Street Wrestling, Hafiz and Devin, the heel. What's going on, gentlemen? <laughs> what's up? What's up, man? Happy to be here. Looking forward to talking some wrestling, chopping it up with you, man. It should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, same here. Same here, man. Excited to be here. Finally, the man of a thousand interviews, man. I'm here face to face with the man, man. I'm just glad to be here. I appreciate the moniker. You guys actually coined that for me. I appreciate it. Much love. It's not like a thousand, but it's definitely getting close. The conversations are very cool, and it's been a blessing to uh, go on this four-year journey from where Straight Talk started to where it is now, much like you guys, to see the growth and the evolution and the fact that we can talk about the sport we love and people pay attention. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean it's it's crazy it is crazy to think that you know just the conversations that uh like me and devin would have just on the on the regular you know we can just put that out there in the world and people are actually listening to it and you know give a shit like that's it's pretty cool man so yeah it's, it's wild and and it's awesome at the same time absolutely all right so the state of the union it's very simple i'm gonna throw out some topics talk five six minutes on each and then we move to the next. We grade it, we move on. So the first topic, the one we all love to hate to talk about, but we have to because we're oh. wrestling fans. Oh, God. WWE. <laughs> okay. 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 We, we take we, this one first, man. Yeah, go ahead. We, we have to. We have to talk WWE. Now, listen, I'm, I'm indifferent when it comes to WWE. I love some of it. I hate some of it. I see the reasons why things are done. Even though I don't agree with it, the Booker side of me says, okay, it makes sense for what their product is. And people forget their product is... PG-13. Actually, probably more so PG, right. not so much 13. PG, yeah. 13, you get side boob. PG, you don't get side boob. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's He's talk, I mean, the, the basics of stuff that's going on right now. I mean, the one thing is the hottest heel in WWE. I'm not going to say in the business, but WWE, the head of the table. I had to acknowledge him, especially after that battle with Cesaro. As much as I freaking didn't want to, I had to. It was probably the match of the night for me next to the triple threat with Strowman, Lashley, and... Um, McIntyre, which they made Strowman look really good. Uh, when Lashley it went is. through and almost got electrocuted, I marked out a little bit. I'm like, fuck, I hope he's not dead. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on, I guess, the WWE's hottest heel, Roman Reigns? I'll give each of you two minutes. Devin, starting with you. Oh, well, you know, hey, I got the shirt right here. So I got my background on right now. If I took the background off the filter, you will see the head of the table shirt, Tribal Chief. You know, I always, that is my man, the best heel in wrestling, the best heel in wrestling. That's how I see it. But he's doing wonders, back-to-back -back wins, clean wins. Loved it uh, that he did with Daniel Bryan. Kicked him out, out the wrestling game. Now he got to go look for a job somewhere else. Good for you. You know, now he took care of business, you know, during that uh, Walking Dead version <laughs> of the pay-per-view that, that we called it from last night because we just recorded uh, but with Cesaro, it, it was it was beautiful, man. Just the, the storytelling uh, of him breaking Cesaro down, wrestling. He out-wrestled Cesaro. And I love everything about that, you know? So, yeah, man, just Tribal Chief all the way. 
So that's an easy A right there. I mean, yes. straight up easy. A plus, A. extra credit. I, okay, well, A plus. All right, fine. Fine, A plus. Fine, fine. <laughs> I'm not going to debate you on it. You're my guest. Like, I'm not going to correct you. Uh, some lights. Help the people mm -hmm. understand, please. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'll say this, that, you know, Roman Reigns, he is must-see TV. The storyline he has going on right now is definitely, when I tune into SmackDown, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, between Raw and SmackDown, like Raw had been kind of hard to watch for a while there, but SmackDown was staying consistent, and Roman Reigns was a big part of that. So I do give him a lot of credit. Um, as far as a heel goes, I think he is the best heel in the business for me right now as well. Um, you know, as far as face of the company, me and Devin went back and forth for a while there because Devin was uh, immediate anointing him <laughs> the face of the company again, head of the table, his tribal chief, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to, you know, bring some kind of other perspective, like, wait a minute, hold on. What about Drew McIntyre? What about what they're doing here? You know, and I think uh, after the WrestleMania moment where he smashed, stacked and pinned Daniel Bryan and Edge, that was the moment for me where I said, okay, you know, like we're, we're back to him being the definitive face of the company, the, you know, the, the, the guy, you know, the guy for sure over Drew McIntyre, who I still think they still have a lot of love for, but I think that definitely Roman is, is their guy. So overall, I mean, you know, I hate to, I, I, I hate to just give it to Devin like this, you know, and just say, Hey, you know, like he's right. But on this day, <laughs> You know, it's hard to it's hard to argue with what he's doing. That match he had with Cesaro was great. He beat him clean. And that was the thing I was looking for, too. Like the whole like uh, Jay Uso helping him out. You know, as a heel, I understand it. But it seemed a little bit weak for a guy like Roman Reigns to need that kind of help against guys like, you know, Kevin Owens and, uh, you know, even a, a Daniel Bryan. And he didn't get it against Daniel Bryan. He didn't get help. He, you know, went against him one on one. That was cool. And then, uh, you know, he Cesaro, he beat him one on one clean. So both guys, two in a row, clean victories. So I do, I do respect him. I think he's, he's doing his thing right now. Um, so yeah, definitely I'll, I'll give him top heel and, you know, arguably top guy period in wrestling. All right. You know what? I'll agree with you gentlemen, but you know, as you know, I'm close to my 200 episodes. So there was an episode I did back in the forties. That's I'm not talking 1940s. I'm talking episode 40 for straight talk. Now the episode How long has been going on, man. Straight talks been going on for, it's been going on for generations, baby generations. I was the first podcast before anybody really knew about it. I swear to God, it was a uh, Morse coding stuff. But I did, we did an episode called deconstructing Roman Reigns where mm. I went on this rant at the end. Cause I was so frustrated with the lacklusterness of everything that was built for him in those early years and mm. i said you know what they got to do with roman reigns make him shut the fuck up stop mm. talking put him with paul Heyman. Mm. let him teach him something make him a heel to go out there whoop everybody's ass and leave mm. i didn't mm. call him the tribal chief i just called him i actually called him the tribal beast was the name that i came up with mm. now i'm not saying that wwe paid attention to the podcast but here we are Sounds like they did. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like they did, too. <laughs> oh, look, at this, look at this fucking, look at this chubby white boy from Canada. Maybe he's gone or something, you know what I mean? So, right. I'm not saying anything, but I will say after the last match, especially with Cesaro being how technical Cesaro is in the ring, mm. and he is pitcher perfect, he's one of the best, most underrated guys in the business, that match... I looked at my wife, who just loves Roman Reigns for different reasons than you guys love Roman Reigns, for obvious. <laughs> but I, I said to her, I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to be corny right now, but I'll acknowledge him. And I will say that he is the best thing going right now for SmackDown. But I also like that underlining storyline of the Usos getting frustrated. Yes. Nobody's bitch. I pre-ordered yes. that shit. I got that shit coming. Yes. Ah, I, pre I nice. love that shirt. I'm like, nice. for a company who doesn't do that kind of stuff, to actually yeah. have a superstar have a shirt that says nobody's bitch. Now kids <laughs> are going to be wearing that like two words for you. Suck it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to buy it for every kid and just start mailing it out incognito. Yes. Any parent 
that I knew as a child that now has kids. I want to incognito mail in the shirts and be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking corrupt your child. Look at me go. Watch me work. But honestly, it hands down was very unexpected for me to say I acknowledge him, but mm. I do. And I appreciate what he's doing. Now, moving on to a not so good subject is Raw. Mm. Raw, mm. raw is Raw. Mm. Bobby Lashley, the Hurt Business MVP. I loved everything about it. I think it ended way too soon. I think it was the decision by a writing team to end the Hurt Business the way they did. In my opinion, I predicted that when they ended it, right before WrestleMania, Fastlane pay-per-view, I said they should mix it up, make it new, make it fresh. I was thinking bringing in Naomi. I was thinking bringing in... You know, um, who else did I suggest? I suggested bringing in Ricochet because they haven't done fuck all with him. And he's probably one of right. the best live flyers they have. <laughs> right. I Max. said, mix it up. Give me a Hurt Business 2.0. But let, like, you know, MVP mold some of the younger stars that need a little something. And then, obviously, from there, I was thinking maybe we get when Jay comes back. Maybe mm-hmm. Jay joins his wife in the Hurt Business. You know, a little Samoan. <laughs> but it didn't work out. It didn't pan out. Now, mind you. We all wanted to see something different. And when Bobby Lashley won the championship from Miz, uh, which I, again, thought was stupid because you just you give the guy second Grand Slam championship and then you make him drop it the next night. Miz was the hottest thing Raw had going with that case, wondering when people were going to, when he was going to cash it in. And then they drop it to Lashley. But Lashley's held down a great championship. Do you see Bobby Lashley going a full calendar year with this championship, the way no. they're building him? No, no, I don't, I don't. I don't. I feel like, you know, with, with Bobby, it's, it's not, he's not being as booked as strongly as he was um, right before he went, when he was the United States champion, he was booked, booked stupid strong. Like this man was unstoppable. And even, you know, as much as I love that match at WrestleMania backlash, you know, that moment where he tells Drew, he's like, Hey, you know, like let's team up. It's kind of like, that's not, that's not the Bobby that he was before when he was just, you know, just, just, just this like dominating, intimidating figure that's ragdolling guys like Riddle. You know, I don't, I don't feel that from him right now. So I feel like we are kind of getting to a point where um, I wouldn't be surprised if he loses his next match. Like every match going in now, I feel like he could lose. You know, we we joked about it, but you know, when our with our predictions, we both picked Bobby Lashley. But we both kind of wavered on it, like immediately after. <laughs> like I have no idea. I'm starting to feel like this man might lose it, you know, at at the show. Even though I picked him, you know, like I would love to see him get at least to SummerSlam. But a full year, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. It's hard. It's just the booking doesn't feel like it's there. I feel like they're, you know, eventually you're gonna have somebody else. I mean, I don't think Kofi's gonna be the guy to do it. But coming off of Raw, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if if they do decide, hey, you know what? Nah, let's give it to Kofi. That's another feel-good story. Let's go ahead and give him that second run, you know, or give it right back to Drew, you know, and put him back on the on the pedestal again. Um, I just I don't know. I feel like and some the stuff that Bobby said too, he said it's uh this this title reign, it's a sprint. You know, it's it's he knows like he doesn't know how long he has left. Now, what does that sprint mean? Does it mean a couple months? Does it mean a full year? You know, because maybe it is. Maybe it's that full calendar year, go to WrestleMania, drop it at Mania, boom, I'm done, I'll retire, whatever. It could be that. But, you know, overall, my gut feeling right now is that I could see Roman making it to WrestleMania. I don't know if I see Bobby making it to WrestleMania. I, I would not put my money on that. All right, fair enough. Devin, what's your thoughts on that? 
Oh, man, it's crazy because we was just on another podcast and we had the same discussion about, you know, do you think Bobby not hold it for a whole year, but actually the SummerSlam? I, I was real hesitant, you know, because just the way, to Hafiz's point, that just the way Bobby has been booked lately is, is totally up in the air. Like, you don't know if he, if he, if he could possibly drop it anytime soon within uh, before uh, SummerSlam. So, you know, it's, it, it's just sad now because he was booked stupid, stupid strong as United States champion. And then, you know, and they and the way he lost it was, was cool, was great. It was a strong loss. Like, he didn't even get pinned, which was cool. And that transition into him getting that WWE title. And then when he got it, wait, he just ragged all Miz. I'm like, okay, yeah, he, I can see him definitely holding on to this belt. Let me get him a juicy run, at least to SummerSlam. And then, you know, then we figured out from there. Uh, but the Tribal Chief, most definitely he would keep it until Summer, uh, not SummerSlam, past SummerSlam, Man. all the way up to WrestleMania. I can see because it. I just put a post, I put a little tip, I just put a little tidbit too. By the way, the longest universal champion uh, who held the title was Brock Lesnar for 504 days. And best believe the Tribal Chief will surpass that oh you think he's gonna break wow okay of course yeah. he will i'm not gonna deny yeah. that but let's be yeah. honest brock lester only defended the title seven days right that's that's not a title title reign. listen no, i was more reign. of a i was more of an active champion than he was with my plastic fucking toy belt okay <laughs> come on <laughs> listen th this is the only way i see it working for the tribal chief and it has to go this way so let me give my booking mind a little shake we all know mm -hmm. i love the book i like to book my storylines and my matches so, Tribal Chief, you're right. He's going to go to WrestleMania. But he's going to have one opponent to face. And that opponent's my favorite man in wrestling right now, not because he's no longer just happy to be there. It's Big E. Big E is making moves. Mm. Big E is making eyes noticed. And here's the storyline, gentlemen. Here's how it goes. Stay with me. I'm going to teach and educate everyone a little something right now. <laughs> WrestleMania or Royal Rumble. Boom. Big E. He's going to go. He's going to challenge Roman for the title. We're going to have mind games, going to have little things here and there. Maybe Big E brings some alliances. Maybe somehow they shake it up so where the New Day comes back and then the New Day starts fucking with the Tribal Chief and the Round Table. Mm. Then all of a sudden we get Big E versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania, book it, night two, final match. Shit. Take my money. Big E wins 35 minutes. I'll give it a 35-minute time limit, but Big Ooh. E wins. How the storyline goes and how it works, I have no yeah. idea. But yeah. I want to say it'll be as, as, as caliber-esque as that Kevin Owens match was, which was phenomenal. That was the match where I started paying attention to Roman when he handcuffed him, because I'm a Kevin Owens guy. I'm a Canadian boy. So for me, mm -hmm. Kevin Owens is everything. I got the toys. I got the <laughs> autographs. I got it all back there. <laughs> Kevin Owens is everything. And I thought for sure that Kevin Owens was going to take that title from him. But when Roman kept it. I was with you. I was with Roman you on that last it, one, especially. Man, <laughs> with those handcuffs and everything. And I was yeah. like, and Paul, like fucking uh, Paul Heyman looked like he was going to cry. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, my, my next golden goose is fucked and he's gonna get fucked by a you know chubby canadian boy yes this is the dream this is the way it's supposed to go but it didn't go that way but yeah. still kevin owens showed and proved in that match that yeah. he can hang with anybody and he can also um carry a match i thought kevin owens carried that match not taking anything away from the tribal chief devin i could see your eyebrows i feel the heat i feel like i'm getting chief heat right now and i'm okay with it i'm okay with it but honestly and truly uh roman is gonna surpass that reign for sure but i think the only logical person to take him is the future of the business somebody who's never had a fair shake because bad booking 
bad decisions. Let's be honest, gentlemen. We all remember where the New Day started. It was an incredibly bad racist idea. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Let's put three men of color and pretend to be preachers. Get the fuck out the of here. Preacher yeah. The preacher thing. Yeah. Gosh, man. Yeah. Like that was, it was just, and he came out with the cloth and he was doing the sermons, wiping his head. Yeah. I'm like, dude, listen, uh, coming to America, I love the first one. We all remember the preacher, Ryan Johnson. But it was a bad bad idea yeah. and it didn't work but i like how xavier woods biggie and kofi they took it they flipped it they made it something fresh and something that everyone can get behind didn't matter race creed color or religion yep. so that's my stance on that now let's move it to another point i don't know how averse you guys are in the forbidden door Mm. i don't watch it as much i'll be honest you know i do try to keep up with it a little bit but let's see man let's 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 give it a shot all right, so the Forbidden Door pretty much simply is this. It's a door that apparently only Tony Khan could open. No, <laughs> incorrect. ROH opened that door years ago. Mm-hmm, New Japan mm-hmm. opened that door years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Impact Wrestling opened that door years ago. Tony Khan, from his fucking armchair, now mind you, it's a leather armchair and it's got like 27 massagers because he's rich as fuck, <laughs> but he did not have the keys to unlock the Forbidden Door. However, it has been utilized that way now. The fact is, is that Nobody remembers, and Nick Aldis reminded me of this, without ROH backing All Out, the first pay, or All In, the first pay-per-view that they did, which showed Tony Khan what AEW could be, mm-hmm. it would have never happened. But everybody forgets ROH was the one that backed that entire fucking pay-per-view. Nobody remembers ROH in that event at all, but they were there. And Nick Aldis was the one that educated me on that. So, And also, that was the same episode where he pretended to take a phone call when I said, hey, can I get a follow when this is done? And he ghosted me. But I still love Nick Aldis. I mean, if you can't get embarrassed <laughs> by Nick Aldis, who can you not get embarrassed by? But the fact is, is that the Forbidden Door was not opened by Tony Khan. But let's just look at Tony Khan as a person, as a booker. He's gone on podcast after podcast after podcast. Like he's saying how great he is. And all this stuff wouldn't have happened without him. Mm. Dude get a fucking life in fact go back to dad and ask him for money because this ain't the case but what are your guys thoughts on i'm not even talking about the forbidden door i'm talking about tony khan and the ego that has happened over the last year with tony khan man um so tony khan i like aew in general i'll just say this that there's there were some promises about aew being you know the revolution that we all were hoping for in wrestling and that it was going to change the way everything is and then they went and got a bunch of guys from wwe and kind of started it started to feel familiar it started to feel like a very yeah (laughs) kind of thing yeah so for me you know and i I made a joke uh recently too and you know I'll, i'll say it here again you know i feel like you know, there should be a question of is, is two hours too much for AEW sometimes? Because I feel like, you know, sometimes with even the booking of the show that they don't know how to really fill that time in a way that really grabs me the whole way through. Um, it, you know, there's a couple of stars there that I'm like, okay, I'm really into, but then some of the matches, and I think it's just a story thing, like storyline wise, booking wise. I don't know if Tony and his team really have what it takes to really build those storylines throughout for all of these different wrestlers and all of this different talent that they have, you know, so, you know, and then the gimmick matches, I mean, we've gotten on them for some of these mm. gimmick matches that just flop, <laughs> you know, the, the, the um, blood and guts match recently, the K- exploding barbed wire cage match, dud of a, let me cover you from fireworks and sparklers. Please <laughs> oh let, me, let me sacrifice myself. <laughs> right. I'm just like, Come on, man. So for Tony Khan to have any kind of like 
overly inflated ego over what he's doing. It's like, dude, calm down. Like you got a lot of work to do before you can really start to, you know, toot your own horn and say, Hey, yeah. Like, look at what we're doing. Like it there's, there's potential. Sure. There are things that I like. Absolutely. But in terms of feeling like, Hey, I did all this and this couldn't have been, you know, done without me. And this is that, like, you got to own your L's just as much as you own some of those wins too. So, you know, eat some humble pie and just relax. So that's, that's just how I kind of feel about that. Fuck. I oh, love man. you. Man. We just became best friends. Like we were already good, <laughs> but we just became best friends. Uh, there's a budding bromance happening amongst the three of us. <laughs> Devin, teach the people, tell them what they need to know. See, that's, that's why I love Beast, man. He's a truly a fan of wrestling. He's not a, a WWE fanboy, not an AW fanboy, just a fan of wrestling. And I, I resonate with the same energy. Like, you know, I, I look at a dub, just like Puffy said, you know, when they had this big parade, we're going to be the change. We're going to be the revolution. You know, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, great. You know, first show came out. It was a bang, dynamite. Cool, cool. You know, then they came out with the women's division. And had, first, when I see the AEW women's belt, I'm like, that's a bit small, but okay. Okay. All right. It's a bit small, a bit tiny. Then they did, uh, uh, what's her name? Ryu against Nyla Rose, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the first match, mm -hmm. did not did not like it. No. Did, did not make sense. Uh, and then it, it was crazy because she had like a 90-day 90 90-day 90 run, dropped the title to Nyla Rose, and then disappeared. Mm. It's, it's crazy because it's like the last champions to hold, but even before uh, uh, Sheeta, you had Nyla Rose, and when she had the belt, she dropped it. She disappeared, you know, and she, she popped up in the women's uh, women's tournament. So I'm, I'm just like the, the booking for the women's is all over the place. The booking for some of the tag teams is a bit. I, I don't get the booking because even for the main event, uh, what was the Young Bucks against the Varsity Blondes? I even yep. talked about this on the last episode uh, with Hafiz. I, I thought I thought it was lackluster because they didn't give the proper build for the Varsity Blondes. All they did was just have their wins on their lesser shows, on the YouTube shows that the casual fans are not paying attention to. Like, I don't watch, I don't watch AEW uh, Elevation all the time or Dark all the time. There's so much wrestling content out there that I don't have the time and day just to watch all of that. But I could watch the main shows. And I think if they, you know, put their focus on the main show instead of, you know, building on these lesser shows, I think they'll have a better product right now. Absolutely. I agree with you. When I did the State of the Union last year, I did it with uh, another good brother, another good podcast, a brother of mine, Kofi Wheatstone from the Dirty Heels. We yeah, sat down yeah, and we yeah. did the State of the Union. And the words of the day for both of us was oversaturated roster. They mm -hmm. built up too many people too quick and all of a sudden it's like this is the way i picture dynamite and dark working okay we got to get a storyline okay everybody line up in the everybody line up in a tunnel okay okay <laughs> orange cassidy just won miro where's Miro? go 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 and it's just <laughs> right it's like it's it's like okay and then he's coming out like ethan page ethan page had a great time and impact uh great canadian guy great canadian talent and all of a sudden he's coming out beefing with darby saying darby we had a seven-year beef what are you talking about what happened? Where? <laughs> where did that come from? Where, where did it come from? Where's the background story for this? Where? Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, maybe if you said, you know, I've never had a chance or an opportunity to face Darby Allen. Darby Allen was supposed to come and he couldn't get border clearance. That makes fucking sense. But to say, right. I've had seven year beef with you. Why? Because he stole your fries or maybe stole your girlfriend at a sock hop? Like, what the fuck's happening right what now? What happened? <laughs> Explain. And it's, it's the booking like that, that 
yep. makes makes my head scratch. And then I look at all the smaller guys. Like, I mean, I don't know how versed you guys are in MLW, but I look at MLW and I call Corp Bauer the mad genius. I even have a side podcast uh, called MLW Rewind where we talk about MLW all the time. Court Bauer is one of the best bookers in the business, but you wouldn't know about it because he didn't have that exposure. Now with the Vice TV deal, it'll be more exposure for him. Mm. Same thing with Impact. Impact has some great storylines of booking. They're classic old school storylines and you wouldn't yep. know. Yep. You wouldn't yep. know, but unless you're, uh, if you're an AEW, you know, fanboy, you're like, oh, I got to, Kenny Omega is going to be on uh, Impact. I got to watch all of a sudden. I didn't know. I thought Impact was dead. No, asshole, Impact's been around. You just got to shut up and pay the fuck attention. If you're a wrestling fan, you got to sprinkle a little bit of love across every platform. And that's what we are. We are wrestling fans that sprinkle a little bit of love. We're also overeducated wrestling fans. We know too much for our own fucking good. And sometimes <laughs> as a wrestling fan to know too much, you get frustrated. Look at all of us. You're bald. You're bald. My hair's thinning. And it's because of the stress of being a fucking wrestling fan. Personal choice, by the way. Personal yes. choice. Not mine, man. I said, you know what? It's time to go home. Like, as I was going, I had to go. Right? Just <laughs> you guys can pull it off. I can't. I have to have hair. Hair's all I can cling to, okay? It's all I got left. But that's what I mean. These armchair bookers, these fanboys, they don't, they don't pay attention to the whole business. It's either... And you know what the one thing I'll say about WWE that's been classy? AEW takes shots at WWE every single fucking day. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Even when Mandy Rose fell at WrestleMania, Tony Khan was like, for the safety of my wrestlers, I put out a carpet. Dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? I missed that. Oh, missed hell that. no. I didn't know about that. Holy shit. Yeah, he did. Wow. When Mandy Rose slipped, he tweeted, he's like, when it's raining and the weather is abrupt, I came to a decision that we had to put the carpet around the ring and that's made it safer for my employees. Go back to dad, get another thousand dollars and buy yourself three agent hookers. Okay. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> but WWE has done nothing. So what does that tell you? Those who walk quietly are the ones that are making moves. Now does Vince McMahon lost everything he's supposed to in the game? hundred percent. I'm not debating any of that. Vince mm -hmm, McMahon mm -hmm. has lost it, but there is one bright spot. And that's my man from day one, Terror Rising. Okay. Terror fucking Rising. I was a fan. I, when he was curtsying, I was a fan. I curtsy too. And if you were a fan, you both curtsy too. You don't have to fucking admit it, but you did. <laughs> Triple H. He's yep, got yep. the mind. He's the second coming. <laughs> he's got the mind for the business. What he's done with NXT. Look at Stand oh, and Deliver. Two nights yeah. of just amazingness. And how Ooh. many title changes? Almost every fucking championship changed hands at that pay-per-view and that's what you want as a fan mm -hmm. that is what you want as a fan the talent that he's built up but see here's the problem he builds up these amazing talents like bianca belair like sasha banks mm. i'm i'm pro women's wrestling you gentlemen know that yes. you yeah. my show. i'm yes, all about man. the women because i'm a proud girl dad and i want my girls to look up to heroes same here you know what i mean and he builds them up and then he goes to vince here look what i, I i've hand delivered you gold and vince goes Let's make her from the streets. Or let's call these two guys street poppets and give them plastic cups. You racist old son of a bitch. What is wrong with you? And, and that's, that's the frustrating part. But so here we go, gentlemen. Thoughts on Triple H. We have a lot of time, so we got about 15 minutes. Thoughts on Triple H. I'll let everybody go. That's my rant. Triple yeah. H is the one that's going to save the company when Vince McMahon dies. And if Vince McMahon, and I'm not saying Vince, I want Vince McMahon to die. He's, 
listen, we're all fans because of Vince McMahon. No matter what anybody says, yeah, there, yeah. there wouldn't be an AEW. He introduced us to wrestling. Yeah, Thank respect you. for that. Thank Absolutely. You. There, there all wouldn't right. be an AEW. There wouldn't be an MLW. There wouldn't be an Impact. There wouldn't be any of these promotions because Vince McMahon created this business. And then from there, people said, well, I could do it better. Maybe you can. Or maybe you can just bitch about a carpet because some blonde jimble that nobody gives a fuck about slips <laughs> on the ramp. But anyways, Devin, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on Triple H, on NXT as a whole, and what they're doing there, and the fact that they are now their own entity, which is great. They're no longer the developmental program. They are next. Huh? Like, like that, eh? Like, oh, like, yeah. That caught that. I beat that. <laughs> we always say they are truly, NXT is the gold standard, and they truly are because yes. the stories are, are, are on, on point. The wrestling is on point. The, the way they develop their rosters, when they introduce like a, a rookie and you see the, the development through uh, NXT as they're building, like for example, Zoe Starks, how she just came in mm-hmm. and now they're giving her a nice little build. Now she had that fucking match with uh, uh, Tony uh, Tony Storm and mm-hmm. whatever that move she did. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm about that, man. It oh, makes you want to have a real. cigarette after after having perfect sex. You just sit there and go, that was poor. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Uh, but man, the, the proof is in the pudding, man. You know, for, for Triple H, he, he knows how to develop a roster. He knows how to develop a team, know what they're doing, story, uh, the storyboards, bo- even scripted promos. He does that well, too. Even if he wanted to, to keep the scripted promos, I believe him to do it so well because he knows how to treat his talent good, man. He is a leader, not a boss. That's the difference between Vince McMahon and Triple H. He actually show people how to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm always a fan of Triple H's leadership skills. Wrestling, uh, you know, the heel, I, I never liked it as a heel. Never liked it. You know, to this day, never liked Triple H <laughs> as a heel. But, you know, I digress. That's fine. <laughs> All right. We but, got about, we're at, we're at about the 10 minute mark. 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah. I'll, oh, okay, I'll go, go real ahead. quick. Yeah. Real quick. Um, Triple H, you know, we talked about actually Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And for me, you know, surprise to some people, Triple H is on Mount, Mount Rushmore. And part of it is his wrestling career and part of it is his post wrestling career because of things like NXT and just how much love this man has for wrestling. Like you see it in the Cruiserweight Classic, you see it in the May Young tournament, you see it in just the way that he books women's wrestling on NXT, you know, you see it in the stars that he develops and like guys like Aleister Black, you know, being amazing in NXT, Ricochet being amazing in NXT. And yeah, we know what happens to them when they leave and go to Raw SmackDown. It's like, who are these guys? You know, Shinsuke Nakamura, great in NXT, you know, not so great in, in Raw SmackDown. It just, it sucks to see it, you know, for a lot of these guys, but you know, overall for Triple H, he just, he's one of those guys, he's, 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 uh, I don't know, he's just, it's inspiring to see what he's doing. It's, it's amazing to just watch NXT and, and just see the storylines to just be in the storylines to see the takeovers, the way he books them. I've not seen a bad takeover yet. You know, I'll stick to that. Um, even with the whole Pat McAfee thing, you know, me and Devin have gone back and forth on that. You know, I still contend that we have not had a bad takeover and his fingerprints are all over it. You know, when he had to save uh, Raw and SmackDown because a lot of the wrestlers couldn't travel and he brought NXT, brought Adam Cole, brought Shayna Baszler to Raw and SmackDown. At that time, those were some of the best episodes of Raw and SmackDown we had seen. Still, this is probably my favorite Survivor Series, you know, like build-up and Survivor Series overall was just that, you know, Raw, SmackDown versus NXT. It was the shit. So overall, man, can't say enough great things about Triple H. 
And that's right. And, and, you know, I always remember that, uh, that takeover where it finally got big, that first one in Brooklyn where he came out with just a sexy spotlight on his fucking gorgeous bald oh. head. And he's standing there <laughs> in the ring and he's all intense. He's like, started off as a whisper. You made it a scream. Started <laughs> off as a soft, soft voice. You made it a yell. We are next, and it's just like, yeah. I just I yeah. watch that. Listen, that's that's the promo that I watch to get ready in the morning when I when I have there a iron shit morning. I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Give me that. Yes, I'm ready to take on the world. Let's fucking go. <laughs> ready to go. Ready to go. And uh, yes. he raises his arms, just and the crowd's going nuts. And I'm right there with them, man. Like that's right. Awesome. And, and you know what? It, it is it is the good thing that at least we know in the future, some point there's somebody waiting in the ring who respects the business and yes. loves the business as much yes. as we do and loves yes. everyone from the male talent to the female talent. And he books the female talent the way he does. Why? Cause he's a girl dad, mm-hmm. three beautiful daughters. Yeah. And he know, and one of them's training. One of them's getting trained by Natty right now. So we're going to see the second. Oh man. Oh, that's I heard exciting. that. I, wow. heard, I heard Natty's work. I mean, fuck Natty and TJ. Like, what can you say about those yeah. two? Those oh two yeah. Those two. Yeah. Listen, yeah. whenever you have a five-star yeah. match on a SmackDown or a raw, especially in the women's matches, you know, yeah. book that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. You want to thank yeah. anybody. Thank TJ fucking Wilson yeah. for that. Yeah. Stuff. That's Hell who you yeah. think. Hell yeah. Gentlemen, it's been amazing. we got a few minutes left, but before we go, please shout out your socials. So everyone in the straight talk family can um, follow you guys on your journey and what you guys are doing, which is amazing. I love what you, I missed you guys for a bit. You fucking disappeared. Then you came back. <laughs> and you didn't tell oh, me. Oh, man. We, we, away. we back. We away. back. We back now. I know you back now, but you just went away and disappeared. Like, fuck. I felt like a dear John letter. Like, these fucking guys just left me hanging. <laughs> you didn't say shit. And now they're coming back with this new logo and all this new shit. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Well, fuck me, whatever. Like, <laughs> gentlemen, you are now Thank officially you, a member Thank of the Straight Talk family. You always Thank were, you. but now I can say it face to face. You are my brothers from another podcast family. So Thank I appreciate you, you and everything yeah, you're doing. Love, but love. please shout out your socials. Let the world know where they can follow everything that Clark Street Wrestling is doing. Oh, yes, most definitely. I'll make it short and sweet. We got one website where all of our social platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our Facebook group, YouTube, we got over 133 subscribers. So thank you for following our YouTube as we made the transition from audio to video. And now we're three episodes away from episode 200. So we're getting ready. We got some things in the works. So you follow all those social platforms. Don't forget, those TikTok, links, TikTok, TikTok. There you go. That's T for the abbreviation. And then we have our merch site as well. CarstreetWrestling.com forward slash store. We got all the merch. So merch. Beach towels too. Beach, beach towels. towels. Beach towels. Get your beach towel. If Canada, you we don't really have beaches to go on. But... <laughs> no, but gentlemen, uh, everything you guys are doing, you are one of the uh, most entertaining. Next to Dirty Heels, next to Circle yeah. of Debate, next to Joe Fo, you guys are some of the most entertaining. Rewind, recap, relive. Shout out to all those great podcasts out there. Yes, doing yes, thing yes, yes. They're doing great work. With, yeah, we, we all are, and we, uh, we, we all connected a long time ago, and we've all kept that connection going, and it's great now to say that I've had you guys on my show. Anytime you want me to come down to Clark Street, I'm ready, willing, and able. So Awesome, man. Hell yeah. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been great. That's it for me, guys. This is the State of the Union. It was a short one. It was a sweet one, but it was damn good. We differed. We learned. Devin loves Roman. I can accept it. I've yes. never... 
I acknowledge Okay, put the shirt down. <laughs> put the damn shirt down. <laughs> put, 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 put it down. I'm going to leave it up. I'm going to leave it up now. Shouldn't have told me no. Oh, uh, see. <laughs> He's a heel, man. What you want? What you, you know want? what? I, if, it's too bad my shirt hasn't come yet. But if we ever do this again, I'm nobody's fucking Nobody's bitch. bitch. Nobody's bitch. <laughs> I tell you that shit right fucking now. All right. That's it for Straight Talk. That's it for Clark Street. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys all next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going.